This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. All right, I guess we start with Stump Rothenberg. He knows sports. What if, what if we made you like an ice crew member for the Islanders? An ice cream vendor? And he's very humble. Your mother. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. So I love paying attention. They got silver. Who is silver? All right, here we go. Stump Rothenberg is driven by Ramsey Mazda. Now, what I'm going to have to do, RJ, and line them up, 1-800-919-3776. Rick, I know you have your question. People are lined up for Stump Rothenberg. RJ has the five-pack coming in about, I don't know, 8, 10, 12, 15 minutes. I mean, we are we are ready for a day of Stump Rothenberg. What I bring to the table remains to be seen. But what I bring to the table at this exact moment is the legal ID. And you're listening to DPH on Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN WEPN FM in New York. All right, let's start out as we always do with Andy in Merrick. Hello, Andy. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello, guys. You know, somebody asked me last night if Rick suffers from CTE. And of course, I said there's no chance. That means the puck would have hit him in the head rather than the back of the neck. Oh, wow. Oh, Ricky, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. Wow. I'm here for it. I love it, Andy. Wow. Go ahead. Rick, you going to be there for Alumni Weekend Saturday? No, not now. Uh, <laughs> we gonna punch Andy? No, no, no. You're the worst, David. We got an NHL question. Oh, great! Uh, you can handle this. Uh, this guy named Patrick Ruwa. Yeah, you heard of it's him. not Ruwa. It is Ruwa. It's not Ruwa. It's Patrick Ruwa. Dave Ruwa. He roomed he with Vuvovich on the on the road. <laughs> he likes number seven all time in regular season. Winning percentage. Oh, God. Can you tell me who's number one as a goalie all time? Regular season winning percentage. Winning percentage as a goalie? Yes, sir. Billy Smith got to be up there. Not even regular season, though. No? No. How about, like, the Oilers, the Chris Osgood, I bet you, is up there? No, you don't think? Um, Ozzy might be up there. Um... He has to winning percentage for a reason. I mean, the most wins, Marty. Right. So you think this is going to be an eye? I think actually, I think I, I think I do know this one, and I think I've actually had the chance to sit down and speak with him, which was like one of the coolest moments ever for me. Is, is he a legend? He's got to be a yes. legend then. So I'm going to guess this is not anything new. Is this like an older player, Andy? It is. It is. Is he a collegiate legend as well? He might have been. Iconic. Ken Dryden? Give him the dick. Yes. All right. I wonder why he went Ken Dryden, though. Uh, I think he was just looking for a question that you could ask that you would be, I mean, wasn't just obvious. All right. I told you, when I was coming, like, my Fukak to come back when I was up in Toronto training, walked in the gym, it was probably like 6 o'clock in the morning, and in the corner, some guy working out. He's like, you know who that is? I was like, I can't really see his face. He's like, that's Ken Dryden. Really? He's like, come on. Um, Ken Dryden, I believe... I believe was the color analyst of the uh, 1980 Olympics when yes. Al, Al Michaels That's was right. the voice. Yep. And do, do you know how they practiced? This is a great story. How they practiced doing play-by-play for that? Uh, no. Um, do you know the like the hockey game where you like? Oh yeah, yeah. So Come they would on. play that the game. bubble hockey. Yeah, the bubble hockey. They would play that game 
That's U- wild. USSR against USA, and they would like do the announcing. I like that. And they would practice it. See, that's good. That's, that's good a nice little nugget. Yeah. yeah. Anthony in the mail truck. Hey, Anthony, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello, Dan. Hello, Anthony. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hello. So, let's go back to college football. So, we're going to go back to college football and talk about Nicholas Saban. So, he won seven national championships, like you said last week, one with LSU, six with Alabama. Right. Who was his first quarterback to win a national championship for him at the University of Alabama? Was it McElroy? I think it was McElroy. Oh, God. So McElroy, I think, predated McCarran. I'm going to go Greg McElroy. Final answer, David? Yes. Above nine inches, stardom. There we go. That was a good job by me. You are good. That was a good job by me. All right, let's go to Noah in Bergen. Noah, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. I have a hard question for you. Okay. In the history of the NFL postseason, just two players have caught 15 receptions in a single playoff game. Can you name them? I have a hint ready if you need it. I don't want a hint. Um... 15. So it's going to probably... I'm going to think this is losing. Losing teams. Um... James White had a bundle in that Super Bowl. I'm going to go James White. Kelsey's had a lot, but I don't know if he's had 15. When I was growing up, Dan Ross had a bundle, but I don't think he had 15. He might have had like 12 or 13 in the losing Super Bowl effort. Um, I feel good about James White. I'm going to lock that one in. Okay, James White's correct. It was not a Super Bowl. It was a divisional round game in 2019 in a victory over the Chargers. 15 catches, 97 yards. That's crazy. That's a lot That's of catches. Crazy. Uh, Alcaraz just broken, by the way. They're back on serve. Um, Uh-oh. See? Oh, God. 15 catches is a lot. So this is going to be something. It's got to be somewhat recent. I don't think it's Kelsey. I might need a hint. Could it be another running back? Rick, good hint. Good hint. Is it Darren Darren Sproles? I'll go with Darren Sproles. Oh, my God, Dave. 2012 and a loss to San Francisco. Yeah, 15 catches. Okay. All right, so you, you, you jogged the memory with the uh, with the hint there. Well, it would make the most sense. Uh, I guess. I think Jerry Rice had a bundle in 15. That's a lot. That's a, that's lo- a lot. That's a lot of catches. Let's go to um, Jake in Jersey. Jake, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, fellas. How are you? Hello. 
All right, going NFL today. DJ Stroud's first career completion was to himself. Who was the previous quarterback to com- to do the same, to complete his first NFL pass or first NFL completion? I don't want to waste a lot of time. Stroud. I think this is right, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to say Brett Favre. That is correct. All right, there you go. 1992. That's nice, right? Let's go to Colby in Asbury Park. Colby, you're on Snump Rothenberg. Good morning, David. Good morning, How are you Colby. Doing today? How are you? Uh, quick little aside, Rick. I finally tried Killer Pies in Asbury. Stellar Pizza. Would go there every day if I could. It was good, right? Delicious. Good. I got a nice pepperoni pie. Would have nice. it again. 10 out of 10. Anyway, Dave, yeah. got an NFL question for you today. Mm-hmm. So, there are two quarterbacks tied for the record for most completions in a regular season game at 45 completions. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Most completions in a game? Yes. In a playoff game or a regular season game? Regular season game. It feels like this is like a Roethlisberger. Um, I think Bledsoe's one. That is one. I don't think I know the other. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say Roethlisberger. I'm not sure. Not Roethlisberger, but I'm a man of second chances and will let you know that this is a current quarterback. Current? Active quarterback. I know who it is. Current, like active in the postseason or yeah. current active, active, active in the, in the postseason? postseason? Yeah. Jared Goff. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. All right. So not terrible. I got one. And, and that's a tough question, though, man. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's... The fact that you got Bledsoe that quickly. Well, I remember Bledsoe doing it. I would, I would, I don't have any recollection of Jared Goff doing it. Let's go to James in Bergenfield. James, you're on Stump Rothenberg. How's it going, guys? Uh, got an NFL Super Bowl question for you, Dave. Okay. All right. So there are three Super Bowl winning head coaches that coached in the NFL with no NFL assistant coaching experience prior to becoming the head coach of the team they won the Super Bowl with. Who are those three coaches? Give this to me again, please. So they they were they were never an assistant coach. Yeah, they, they had no NFL coaching experience at all. You know, no assistant experience, anything prior to becoming a Super Bowl uh, winning head coach. Um, this is NFL specific. Yeah, this is yeah. Three, no, it's it's CFL too. Call it, it's Canadian football. Uh, I'm talking also, about the the assistant coach. So thing. so like Dick Vermeil had collegiate experience, but didn't have any NFL experience. Is that what we're like? Does that no. count? No, it, that does not count. No, these coaches jumped right from college to the NFL and won Super Bowls without ever coaching in the NFL before. Right. I'm confused by that. But Dick Vermeil jumped from college to the NFL and then but, won a. But did Dick Vermeil no. ever be? Was he ever an assistant in the no, NFL? No, he's talking about going right that. from college to being head coach and winning. Never. So you can't go college to being a coordinator to being. No, he went from college to the NFL. Uh, no, all right. No, he he was not. He was he was at Stanford, I believe, and then became a special teams coach for the Rams before he became oh, okay. a head coach for the NFL. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, it could be Jimmy Johnson. I mean, could be. I think that's the obvious one. That's okay. one. Was, that is one. Was Ditka a, an assistant coach? No, who was the other coach of the Cowboys when they won a Super Bowl? Oh, that clown. <laughs> okay. Switzer. That's two. Was Pete Carroll ever an assistant? No, he was a head coach and then went to college. He was a head coach twice. <sighs> but he was an assistant coach in the NFL. Yeah. Um... So he has no experience as an assistant coach. Jumped right jumped, from college. Jumped right from college, yep. Bill Walsh? No, not Bill Walsh. Because mm, he was at Stanford. Um, uh... Trying to think, is this is this recent or this is this is forever ago? Uh, this is early Super Bowl history. That's or early that's early it. years, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We Eubank? No, not not even Eubank. No, no. I, don't, I don't. I don't know the answer. Uh, the, the last one is Hank Strom. He was uh, Stram. coach for the uh, Strom. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. These Thank are you. tough questions today, man. Very tough. And three that's parters, a, too. That's, that's a tough one. A fun question. But you got two of the three. Uh, Jared in Morganville. Jared, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, fellas? What's up, company? Um, with the MLB announcing this year's Hall of Fame inductees, which major league team in the AL and NL have the most Hall of Famers? <laughs> it's got to be Yankees, no? Um, that's your AL team? <clears throat> no, I'm not ready to... I think he said that's your AL team. That is the AL team? I mean, that's, yep. that, that feels, that's so easy. Um, National League, you think Dodgers or Cardinals? Or Giants? Giants, final answer, followed by Cardinals. Give them the ding. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. How's this uh, four-parter, RJ? Is this a a good, solid question? The four-parter from... Yeah, he says yes. Okay. Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, you know me. Come on. I always bring I know, but a four-parter is, is, is a burden. All right. You'll like this one. You'll like this one. Peyton Manning is one of, is one of five quarterbacks who won a playoff game with two different teams. Who are the other four? Brady. Two different teams. Brady. Oh, right. <laughs> I apologize. Won, won Super Bowls with two different teams. Um, what was the question again? Quarterbacks to win playoff games with multiple teams. Yeah, and I, I apologize. You know what? I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. It's a total of six, and I don't want to give it to you too much because you said Brady. We have Manning. And I'm... And I'm going to give you a hint. Two happened this year. Two of them just happened. So Baker Mayfield won with Cleveland and Tampa. And Jared Goff right. with he's, the Rams and the... the uh, Goff was four. And there's two other guys. Um, Favre. Favre with the Vikings. Oh, hey, you know what? 
Dave, oh, Dave, you're gonna kill now. me. You're gonna kill me. There's, there's seven. There's seven. There's nine. There's twelve. There's, there's more. No, 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 no. This is it. They had to be overall number one picks in the league. All right. That now, was now, it. Now, hang on. It's Kurt Warner's. Kurt Warner's one. But he's not a number one pick. Now he's saying number one pick. Yeah. We're destroying this now. Oh, Goff, Mayfield. Goff and Mayfield. All right, Chris, we're gonna give you an opportunity. Ask the question again okay. appropriately. I will. I will. Okay. Peyton Manning is one of five overall number one picks to win a playoff game with two different teams. All right. So we have three. So it's Manning. So we have Manning. Goff. Um. Carson Palmer didn't win the Raiders, did he? No, I don't think so. Um. Number one picks, obviously not Eli. Um, number one picks. I mean, who is it? Who is the top? Elway, no, because he was only with the Broncos. This one's more difficult. <laughs> yeah, this becomes this becomes difficult. Um, I mean, who? I mean, just go through the number one picks. That, that I mean, Tim Couch is no. David Carr is a no. I think Winthrop just nailed one. Winthrop got one. Uh how about Alex Smith? He won- He's number four. Okay, he won with the so Niners and the Chiefs. Actually, John would be wrong. I think. Um. Did Vinny Testaverde win with anyone but the Jets? Put Vinny on the unhold for now. Um, Stafford never won with the Lions. What about Michael Vick? Mm, could be Michael Vick. Did he win with the Eagles? He definitely won with the Falcons. He, I, I think he won one with the Eagles. He did. All right, then Michael Vick. Uh, he wasn't a number one pick overall. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He absolutely was. Oh, boy. You've kid- sure? All right, Chris. Testaverde is the answer I was given. Testaverde. All right, Chris, you... Uh, I know I was he was the get first back. overall pick in, what, 2001? Yeah, Michael and the same uh, draft Yeah, Vinny, Vinny did win a game with the Browns, but yeah, Michael That's Vick's the number one. Yeah. My, Chris, you, that was not... That was not. <laughs> We're just going to give Dave the victory. Let me ask not. my question now. Let me ask my question now. I want to follow that one up. I, I think you should. Go ahead. All right. Can you tell me who's thrown the most passing touchdowns in a conference championship game? So if you had any respect for me, you'd make it Kerry Collins. Is that the answer? It is Kerry Collins. Yeah, I was yep. at that game. How many? 41 nothing final. Five. <laughs> my man. I believe... At least four, maybe five in the first half, too. He was 28 to 39, 381 yards, five TDs. Couple picks, but completed 72% of his passes. Not bad. That's a day. day. Uh, Not bad. First touchdown to Ike Hilliard. Second touchdown to Greg Camella. Not look at you. Running back from Stanford, fullback from Stanford. All right. Uh, RJ? Yes, David. You're up for your five pack. All right. We're a little more, a little more modern. Not too modern. I know you don't want to go. He's talking off. What are you doing? Throwing me off. He's, he's looking at. Stafford w- wasn't right. Winthrop looked no, at. No, I said. Oh, Sta- I, we corrected it. Stafford is not right. No, he, did, he didn't win a playoff game for the Lions, right? He got, he no. got there, but didn't Come win. Come on, right. Winthrop. 
Uh, and he thinks he thinks he could do this job. Guaranteed. Uh, our, Super tight jeans. That's what. That's why that answer. If came he up. shows up to the office, today. it's because it's right. because he's tall. We went over this. He's not tall. Get, yeah. get tall. Get but long. But they, they have clothing for tall, tall yeah. people. Yeah. You know, so big like, and tall. You jump in. Get, get dressed 30, in Tom get Thumbs. Stuff. Thirty-four longs. <laughs> you know. Who, you know who he needs to dress like. Maybe Vuvicek. Yes. Uh, you dress like Vuvicek. It's all different. I'm gonna need that one. Just so you know, Santi, that will be in the open tomorrow. Sure. Thanks. Maybe Vuvicek. <laughs> Maybe not. Cringe. Sounds like a Monty Tumor. Listen he to that again. Did he bit. did. I actually thought it was. Listen Maybe to that again. Vuvicek. Yeah, mm. that's a Monty. Or Devonta. Not everybody today. Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Has mean, this been a, the most? He had some moments. RJ Five Pack. All right, David. Eddie Lacey. Alabama. That's correct. This is Packer. CJ McCollum. I always get confused if it's oh. Lehigh or Bucknell. It's, it's one of those. Yeah, and I know that. And they beat Duke yeah. that year. It's a 15 seed. And now I have to think. I trust you'll get to the right one. I don't know that I will. How about this? You keep that in the in the back burner for a moment. Oh, God. I'll throw you a nice softball. Really? Draymond Green. Michigan State. Okay. I knew that one. Now we come back to CJ McCollum. <sighs> you got a 50, 50% chance here. I always get confused. Do, do you well, wanna... if there's anything that you've learned... Lehigh! Yeah. Yes. yes! I was going to say, Dave, you always go with your gut. Good your work. Gut, your gut never leads you wrong. He's got plenty of it. Oh, that wasn't nice. Color number seven! I was so creative! <laughs> <laughs> and you got to that by using pie. Yeah, right, yeah. that's right. Pie. I see. Right. Uh, LaShawn McCoy. Why don't you answer it since you seem to know all the... Oh, here we go. Oh, Smart guy. No, he's going to no. pick on me now. Here go ahead. Go. Yeah, we, no, go ahead. No, I'm not going to do your work yeah, for you. Starts with a P, ends this with is... an it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the answer? I'm what not a, doing this with you. What a bad guy. You can't do it? I'm not doing it. Oh, all right. Pit. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. It's tough. You couldn't put that together. Yeah. Uh, and finally... Oh, you shut up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the banana. Robert Woods. Well, I think it was USC, but I don't know if that's right. That's correct. That's, right. that's what I thought of, too. Yeah, go with it. Go there with we it. go. Be confident. There we go. Well done. Give me another. I am too smart. I am too smart. Give me another. Come on. Difficult or not? Yeah, make it a difficult, really, really difficult hard one. All right. Cameron Payne. Murray State. Wow. Nice Boom. job. Wow. That Thank was good. You. That's nice. Thank you. That's nice. Thank you. Of course, it's nice because it was all. It's all a ruse. Well, how is it, I don't how, feel good. How is it? How is it a ruse? I told you not to put too much into yeah. that. He was setting you up. How is it a ruse? Ruse is probably strong, but he was setting you up to be amazed. It's all a setup. Is that a setup? Yeah, you do like a wrestling promo before just to I, get everyone else. Listen, I can't help the fact up. that I'm very smart. And I won't apologize to anybody for it. That's Stump Rothenberg, driven by Ramsey Mazda. It's the experience of driving a new Mazda and buying a new Mazda from Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Um, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Have you been to Cooperstown? Uh, no. Really? Well, I figured I'd wait and I'd take... you take the kids. Yeah, I'd take the kids. It's, it is... RJ, have you been to Cooperstown? I have. Awesome, right? It's a wonderful place. It, 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 like, you feel like you're going back in time. The town is great. There's a million shops. There's good food. Nice hotels. Um, you'll probably go there at some point when Milo plays well, baseball. Yeah, you know, Dreams Park in Cooperstown, which is just phenomenal. You're gonna have a sensational time. Um, do you care about this? Like, 
I, so I go, used oh. to. I don't know. So, so you've been. It actually it, it makes me upset. Like I get what? aggravated that certain guys aren't in. Yes. You know what I don't like? The fact that to buoy your argument for X player to get in, you now need to destroy, like, Todd Helton's not worthy of being a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. Like, why do we need well, to do that? Well, but it's not even that, though, too. I mean, it's it's not that. Like, the whole, you know, the, the jackass that didn't vote for Derek Jeter or how they do the balloting. Like, it's like, well, I think all these people are going to vote for this guy, so in order to keep this guy in the ballot, I'm going to vote for him. No, no. You vote for people who you think are Hall of Famers. Right. And and does it make sense that one year you don't vote for a guy and the next year you do vote for well, a guy? Well, because it depends on who's voting. Like, I want to punish this guy. Like, the people I'm, I'm, you know, I'm listening to some stuff yesterday and today, you know, Joe Maurer is a Hall of Famer, but is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, is he a Hall of Famer or not? Right. He's either a Hall of Famer or he's not a Hall of Famer. Right. I mean, it's so, then Gary Sheffield has a number where it's like, there are a certain amount of people, 60-something percent, that are willing to kind of put the whole, you know, question as to whether or not he used steroids aside because he's good enough to be a Hall of Famer, and then there's other ones that are, no, because he's been linked to it, he's out. Right. I mean, it's it's you can kind of create your own narrative of what you want to make the Hall of Fame into, right? How Andrew Jones is not a Hall of Famer, that a- pisses Andrew me off. Andrew Jones, in my mind. First the of all, Billy, Billy Senate, Wagner should be a Hall of Famer, too. Well, and he will be. Next year he will, be. but I don't. I, I for the life of me, I do not understand if you if so in twenty twenty five he's wor- he's worthy of being want, a Hall of Famer because the people that are voting want to create the levels of it because they feel like it there's a there's different levels to it. If you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, it means you're better than a person that's been you know it was a second ballot or a third ballot or a fourth ballot. You're going to be a Hall of Famer at some point, but we don't we don't think you deserve to be whatever, however many years it's going to take him that, to get it. That in. doesn't really make all that much well, sense. I just, if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. I feel like, it, and maybe this is wrong. And just, then let us decide once you get in the Hall of Fame where you sit in the Hall of Fame. What I do like is that you could have a year, like this year, Scott Rowland was the only one to get in. What I don't like about the NFL, and I think this is really kind of, really kind of terrible, is you have to get at least five guys into the Hall of Fame every year. What sense does that make? Well, yeah, but I do like the fact that they have people that are that are making the case for the player. I agree I like that. with that. But so if if a, a year doesn't have five guys worthy of going in, too bad. Yeah, I don't like that five, either. Five guys just happen to get in. That's no, not I don't right. like that either. I also don't like the fact like that. I mean, and then you'll have you know the instances where the person's like it wasn't a Hall of Famer, and all of a sudden gets inducted into the Hall of Fame and they're dead. And they don't get to experience. And they don't get the, to yeah, appreciate like to like what the honor. Like people, I don't know. Sometimes I I I wonder. If the people that are voting for these things truly understand what it means to the people that they're voting for, I don't think they realize that even a little bit. I don't think they realize it, and quite frankly, I don't think they care. Like they spend the people that are up for these spend their entire lives. The people around them spend their entire lives trying to get these get get you name the player to a certain point, and it's in your wildest dreams you never imagined. Like, hey, I mean, that's not your first goal in life is I want to be a Hall of Famer, but you get to a certain point where you've achieved everything, you have all the awards, and then you're done. And it's like, wow, I actually might be a Hall of Famer, yep. one of the greatest to ever do this. And we know it's small, like the, the the percentage of people that actually get to do it. And now on top of that, I'm one of the greatest well, to ever do it's it. It's infinitesimal. It's infinitesimal. So uh, we'll, we'll get into this. The question now becomes about Alex Rodriguez. I don't think he's ever going to get in. He got 35% of the votes. Three guys get in. We'll look at it. 1-800-919-3776. Here's my question for you guys. I'll ask you as well. I told you. I, if anybody would actually listen to me at the station, he's we bad. would we would be better. He's oh, boy. I said, don't panic about Alcaraz. 
He's a warrior. Oh, He'll find a way. He's, he's back. He's down. And what did I say to you? Oh, this I said, is all he needed. I said, just wait. We'll see if Zverev closes it out because it's not easy to close it out. And he served for the match and he couldn't get it done. And Alcaraz wins the third set. That's and right. A, and away we go. You're doing a lot of pointing. Right a now. lot of, I'll, I'll, I'll use them as weapons. <laughs> Finger pointing. Finger pointing. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You see that Billy Joel is coming out with new songs or a new song? I did for not the first see time that. in like 40 years. I didn't see that, no. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. And I think uh, this is it for him. I believe he's he's done with his monthly tour of the Garden. Uh, I think you did tell me that, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to try to see him before before it's over. Yeah, it would be nice to see him. I've seen him twice, I think, but it would be nice to see him before he's done. Yeah. He's awesome. He's great. Awesome show. Told you. I had the one where the uh, lead singer of ACDC came out. It was sick. That's cool. Awesome. I want to say... Uh, I don't know if I was dreaming. I thought I saw one too where like I think Lady Gaga was the with potentially with Billy Joel. Yeah, with currently now she's she's no no she was with this is a while back. You saw her with Billy Joel. I think I did. Yeah, really. I think so. That's nice. That was great. Yeah, I, my the best time my so when I played for the Wolves we had the best setup in Chicago. Who were the Wolves? The Chicago, Chicago Wolves. Okay. My first year. That's so, a, that's AHL. It was the AHL uh-huh. back then. It was the IHL, but it was the best. It was the best setup. We were like the kind of the. The team in town because the Blackhawks really stunk, and our owner there is—I think he's still the owner there—was unbelievable. And we'd have tons of shows there, and he used to hook us like we get the best setup. So I must have seen—I don't know—that season probably like ten different shows. Really? Did you appreciate it? Uh yeah. You did, even, yeah. even though you're a young kid, you appreciate. Well, I used it. to love right. going. I mean, I like going to the concerts, and then you get treated like that. And you have great seats. It was awesome. Yeah. That's nice. A lot of the wrestling stuff was good. Um, all right, so I have it in front of me. Here, here's how the voting went down. Adrian Beltre gets in 366 votes, 95% um, on the ballots, clear, obvious. Todd Helton, 307 votes, uh, just shy of 80%. He's in. Um, Joe Maurer, the Minnesota kid, 293, 76%. He narrowly gets in, and that's it. And then you have Billy Wagner, who I think missed out by four votes. So you say he's going to get in next year. I stand by it. It's like it was if, five votes, I think. All right. If he's going to get in next year, why didn't he get in this year? I just how the voting works. He's going to get in. But what I don't understand, 
is how if you're, you know, the, a guy that votes that you look at him this year and say, mm, I don't think so. But next year you're like, oh, yeah, Billy Wagner. Well, it's how you, I think it. it's how you disperse your votes. I mean, there are some guys that want to make sure that they have, you know, what just assume this guy's going to vote for, you know, Billy Wagner. And I want to make sure this guy stays in the ballot. So I'm going to vote for him because I don't feel like he's going to get enough votes. So, so you kind of have to play stupid. God if you're if you're one of these voters. Yeah, now. It's the whole thing is weird. How much do you think the the players' relationship with the media is impacted with? Oh, with I think the a lot. So, so you think if oh, why is I mean why is David Ortiz in? now? I don't know what he popped positive for. Right. Just so like you know like those those anonymous tests that they run. Like I don't know what's I mean even the commissioner came out and said it wasn't necessarily a you know a steroid that he popped off on. But I mean, he was caught up in that whole thing. Sure, he was, and it was a no-brainer that he was going in. Yeah, and and it felt like he was just beloved, and they absolutely yeah, had I don't, to, to you put him. Correct in. me if I'm wrong, though. I don't think they, did Barry Bonds ever fail a test. I don't think he failed the test. No, but he's uh, the same excuse, though, right? Bonds is not, Bonds is not going to get in. No, I know, but it's the same Sheffield excuse, and Sheffield's got what sixty some percent of the vote. Is that oh, I just used for my and, they, knee. and they were together, right? Well, I was just I just oh, I knew there was a steroid cream for my knee. Okay, yeah, all right, right. Feigning, I'm sorry, feigning ignorance is not acceptable. Why'd you use that HGH? Oh, just for to recover. So, okay. what would you, what would you do? like, in a perfect world in your mind, and I want to get to a I would let all second. these guys in. Just so, so would you Because I don't them, know who was on it. Would you put them in a separate wing? No. Would you, so no. So, so, so it's like if you were, so you would eliminate any negativity towards PEDs, HGH, cream. No, no, I would, I mean, it's part of, right, I mean, the whole point of the, the Hall of Fame is to tell the story of the sport, right? Right. So you had, a, I mean, a period of time where it was the Well, but how about if you don't the know? The steroid error. So, so you're telling stories of, of uncertainty then in some some of these guys. Some of them we know, right, what they did and, and well, how. Well, A-Rod we know. Right, A-Rod we know. Right, I mean, Clemens you assume, Barry Bonds you assume. Right, but that, but you assume with Clemens, I mean, Palmero. Well, otherwise, why are they not in? Well, I think Barry we know Bonds why, is a Hall of Fame. I think Barry we know Bonds why is the greatest in. baseball player in the history of the sport. Right, A-Rod a- is one of no the doubt. greatest players to ever play the game. Right, and you could make the argument that Barry Bonds should and and probably would have been a Hall of Famer had he never done any steroids. Right, so again, I don't know, because here's the thing, though. I do not play the high and mighty card where it's like, no, I wouldn't do that. Because I can't tell you that I wouldn't. If I was Barry Bonds and I was and I, and I was as good as Barry Bonds was, as prolific as I was, and I look over and all the guys getting all the attention are Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, because they're hitting, you know, they're chasing down this home run record. Right. And I find out what they're doing. I'm just going to sit back. I, I agree with you. It's easy to be high and mighty and say, I'd never do this. I'd never do that. I'm better than this. I'm, but if it means that you go from a very good player to lead story on SportsCenter every night, you can really sit here and definitively tell me that you would never involve yourself with any of that stuff. Well, I'm not saying it makes forget, it right. No, but, but forget leads. Who cares about being the lead story on SportsCenter? What it does for you financially. Well, financially. Look what it did for Brett Boone. Career-wise. Look at the money Brett Boone made. Yeah. And what he turned himself I mean, into. Brady Anderson. Right. Same thing. Right? And there was never any any confirmation. Brady Anderson, once he's had 50 home runs, for God's sakes. Yeah, right. So, I mean, again, that's why I have a hard time with it. And I still think those guys were, like, A-Rod without steroids, still a Hall of Famer. Clemens without steroids, Hall of Famer. Bonds without steroids, still a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know I how many. Right. Listen, I don't know how many guys were actually at the time. Like it depends on who you ask. What percentage of the league was using it? And also, it depends. Like, like, there are guys that are using. It. Like, did you ever think Bartolo? Like, would you look at Bartolo no. and say, "Hey, would you look at Andy Pettit?" But Andy Pettit's a weird case as well because it's like everyone loved Andy Pettit. So it's like, well, he only used it the one time, and okay. he told us it's only one. Th- I mean, come on, really? Well, you still getting all the benefits of it, even if you think, and, even and if you it, say you're did, using and it. And he did it. Right? No, he admitted he did it. Right. But as to why he did it. 
Well, you're still getting all the. I don't care why you're doing it. You're still getting all the benefits of doing it. You're getting the same benefits as someone that's doing it for right to hit more home runs. You're right, getting the same benefit. Of course, you are. Let's go to some of the calls on this one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And then I do want to get your take on on Alex Rodriguez. If you had a vote, I think you tipped your hand a little bit, but we'll get back to it. Fran in Massapequa. Good morning, Fran. You're on ninety eight seven. Hey guys, what's up? Love the show. Thanks, Fran. This is tough. This is tough, the Hall of Fame, because I grew up at a time when Hall of Fame is what Hall of Fame is. Now it seems like they're letting guys in that, you know, I don't think should be in. Now, the the bad guys or whoever is accused, I, I listen, like Rick said, I agree that some of these guys, like a, like a Barry Bonds who was going to be on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Now, I think guys that you have evidence on that were, that were caught with steroids, say like a Palmaro or whoever else was caught, if you get these guys, the whole I've never been there. Dave, you said you were there. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's the, an amazing you, space. The, I'm going to go. But when you see the, let's say, uh, you, you see the Mickey Mantle exhibit, it, it talks about the player, correct? Like there's a little sign. It says, well, yeah, hey, the, the, Mantle, the, blah, blah, the, yeah, blah. You, have, you have the, yeah, of course, you have the full description about the player. Absolutely. Right, a description about the player for the younger players. So you put in there guys that you have concrete evidence, you put in what they did wrong. You talk to them, you say, listen, Pete Rose, you gambled on baseball. We're the Hall of Fame, we want you in there. You got to come out in the press conference, say that you're guilty, say that you gambled on games, you were wrong, it's totally the wrong thing to do. And, the, well, you know, I told the Hall of Fame this, we had a meeting, the Hall of Fame will be there with them, they say, hey, we forgive him, we're going to put him in. A-Rod, same thing, come out, I'm guilty, I use steroids, I stuck the needle in my butt, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, and I, I want to be in the Hall of Fame. I was a jerk. You know, if these guys come out and say they're guilty, they did it, then they, you know what? If you have evidence and they state they say that, let them in. Because that the bottom line is they're letting everybody in now anyway. There's no difference. A guy like BJ well, should never be in the Hall of Fame. But, but yes, friend, they they're, but they're not letting everybody in. He's not right about that. Clemens not in. Bond's not in. Palmeiro's not, not going to get in. A-Rod's not going to get in. So no. they're, they're, not, they're not just willy-nilly letting everybody in. I kind of like what the NFL does. Manny Ramirez isn't going to get in. Manny Ramirez is never going to get in. And he's one of the great, I mean, oh my one of the great right-handed God, hitters you've ever seen in your Manny life. Manny Ramirez is a phenomenal hitter. But the NFL is like, what you did on the field is the only determining right. factor. And everything you did away from the field, be it PEDs, be it steroids, be it, you know, whatever it happened to be, we don't care. In a sport that would actually be dangerous if someone is that much stronger because they're taking steroids yeah, or no, human it's, growth hormone. No, it's a fair point. But at like least you could they, do real damage to somebody. Like, like we, it, your entire voting process is based on what kind of player you are. Well, it's amazing, too. The guy that it. knew it was happening at the time is in the Hall of Fame. Who? Like, Bud Selig knew it was happening. Right. And yet he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. And David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame. Well, there was no, again, it's like, I mean, it depends on, like, how you want to frame your decision. Like, do you want to do it where, like, there was a certain point where it was, because at the time, like, the things, I mean, I remember Mark, you know, Mark McGuire and guys on my team and at the U.S. program started taking it because they saw it in a stall with the Andrews team. Like, it was just, it was right. out in the open. Right. And, like, this is, I mean, that, that was, I mean, and even before that, like, with those A's teams and everything else, guys were doing it, and all of a sudden now baseball has this, though, this, you know, this new life because it's Sosa and McGuire and everyone kind of knows what's going on. You see the emails and everything else. They let it happen because it's great for baseball. It was great for baseball. And then it was kind of like... baseball's dead after the strike. Right, but baseball then Baseball was dead. It's almost... It, I don't know if this is a great comparison, but it almost reminds me of what happened with the whole cheating scandal with the Astros. It's like, okay, we know what's going on. Right. Stop. Team stopped. They didn't. They kept pushing it, so they got... They paid the price for it. It's like, okay, we know the steroid stuff is going on. Now, we want, now we're telling you it's a problem. You got to stop. And then anyone that continued to do it is kind of like... All right, you made your bed, you're going to lie in it. But I also think it's not fair to the players that didn't. 
I just don't know how many of those players there were because it does it does move the goalposts, right? Well, that that's a, that's a problem too. We don't really know the answers on all these guys, so we're just kind of we're playing God now. Well, not only the I don't even mean these guys. I just mean in general. Like it's like I mean the, the reason why you would say because it, it's cheating. It is. I mean if it's against the rules, it's cheating. But like how many how many other players that we don't even know about that aren't Hall of Famers were also doing it? Like are you cheating or are you evening the playing field? Like I would say for Barry Bonds, for him he was in his mind I'm evening the playing field because for them I know I'm better than them and they're right. hitting all these home runs. I want to know what they're doing because as athletes we always I mean. You're always trying to find right. They're the also guys getting are all doing. the attention when you're the best player in the sport. You're not getting any of the attention, right? And you want to know what the hell what what the hell's happening here? What's what's this guy doing? I think we knew. Well, yeah. So he figured it out, and he's like, "All right, uh, you want to do that?" Then all of a sudden, he shows up. His head's getting bigger, and <laughs> I, uh, it's, I mean, looking at, at what he Ooh. looked like at the end of his career, it's it's dude. But even I'll tell you what, though, man. Even on whatever he was taking, like when you watch him play and you recognize how many times he was getting walked. How many pitches he actually saw oh, in no. the bat? I mean, uh, the guy's amazing, and he's able to. Hit, he was Abs- able to do what he did. Absolutely amazing, but he was he was cheating. He was doing things that probably mm-hmm. other players were not doing. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. An intimate event in the Big Apple with the Jets star wide receiver for your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, uh, including food and beverage and potentially a chair. Go to ESPNYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. Brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. Getting tense up there. Getting tense. I told you don't count out Alcaraz. Oh, he's in big trouble. His body language. I don't like his body language. And now? I did not like his body language. Now he's back. You think he's going to win the match? Um, yeah. I like his chances a whole hell of a lot better now. See, that's the hard thing, though. Like, I think about it. Like, I, try to, I try to always put myself in, like, the, in the shoes of the athlete. Right. Since I was an athlete. And there were plenty of times during the course of my career where you just have a day where you just felt like crap. Mm-hmm. Like not like no matter what you did, you can't afford that in these. No, like but you'd be like, okay, maybe you know I'm gonna have to, I have to play. I can't say, hey, I feel like crap. I'm not gonna play. Maybe it's one of those games where you know play great defense. Right, team scores a bunch of goals, seven goals, and you allow yeah. four. Right, and you survive. You don't, you don't have that in these individual. You don't sports. have the luxury. No, that's why Djokovic is so amazing. It's like he's so consistent, always, every single tournament. That's what and, I told you. And though, on top of that, the biggest thing, you get everybody's best shot. Everybody's. Your Alcaraz, your Djokovic, you, everyone is circling that on the calendar. And you they still can't beat these guys. No. I mean, in watching these guys, both of those guys play, I mean, I don't even know how. Like, just mentally going into that match, and you're hitting, like, the best shots of your life, and they're like, no. They come right back at right you. Right back at you. Um, so this match is, uh, Zverev is up two sets to one, and they're 2-2. Two, two, on serve, yeah. 2-2 two, two in the fourth set. I believe the match is on uh, on ESPN2 right now. I believe that's so, what it says, David. Yeah, I can't see that great from here. Where are your glasses? They're home. You got them. Yep. Don't wear. I picked them up. Um, I wear them when I need. Yeah, but why when don't I need you to, like to read, read a menu or something? Or do you have to read to read? Yeah, but I I'm doing okay with the reads. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you can put on ESPN two, mute it, and listen to our show as this continues along. Could do that. It's a nice option. Yeah, sometimes I put the earbud in at the same time. That's nice. I could listen to both. That's I nice. I only go singular earbud. Can you do that? Like I know you can. Yeah. Like, doesn't that isn't that disconcerting? No, I can do both at the same time. Really? That's how I. That's how I'm able to consume everything. Um. All right. So I want to ask you about two guys. I want to get back to the case. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. You have a vote, Rick DiPietro. You yep. work for ESPN. You have a vote. Oh, by the way, this is so funny. So Grassa last night, he's like, you know, uh, I'm I'm not putting. He's he goes, I didn't put whoever in. I'm like. 
Grasa has a vote. No, it's in his Hall of Fame. Right. Yep. I'm like, I didn't know Grasa had a vote. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then like later on last night, he's like, no, I, I don't have a vote or anything. But he made it sound like he If did. he did, though. Anyhow, in Rick DiPietro. You may hear... Oh, God. Was What's that ha- Grasa? What's happening, Ray? That was Dan. Yeah. Um, he's an interesting fellow. Yeah, this message is for Rick. Hey, Rick, how you doing? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is warm. So are you putting uh, Alex in the Hall of Fame? Am I putting Alex in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. <sighs> I think I would put him in the Hall of Fame, yeah. You put him in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. No, I don't like how he handled all of it. Well, he handled it terribly. Well, and you're backed into a corner, and I think you recognize like what's going to happen when you get caught, if and when you get caught, which he did. And you denied, you denied till he, he denied, 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 denied until he couldn't anymore. Then we didn't blame the cousin. He was going well, to Yan- sue. sue the Yankees. Yeah. yeah, but he was, dude, I'm telling you right now. it was. Actually, I get it. it. He was, and I got to see him when he was... Uh, he was the first autograph we ever got. Me and my brother, first autograph was him when he was with Seattle. Came to Boston, played the Red Sox. We were down by the field, signed the ball, threw it to us. As a young player, I mean, I'm look, sure. look, look what he did in Seattle. I mean, he says that he didn't start until he was in Texas. Look at his Seattle numbers. He was awesome in Seattle. Think about what Seattle had on that team. They had Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey Jr., and Alex Rodriguez. Jay Buhner. Jay Buhner was on that. Like that. Those were unbelievable offensive teams that they used to play in the kingdom. So you'd put Alex in. I think I would. All right. Pete Rose. I would put Pete Rose in. You put Pete Rose in. Yeah, well, because, I mean, listen, I get it if you don't want to put anyone in because of the steroid stuff because you feel like it's cheating and they have an unfair advantage on the field, which is what this is supposed to be about. And you made that point about the NFL. Right. It's it's the hall of great players, production on the field. Pete Rose betting on baseball after after he was done playing didn't benefit him in any way on the field. It's fair. Okay, so do you agree lifetime ban for Pete Rose? Um... Can, can we like you know figure out middle ground where he he's not a, he's allowed in the yeah. Hall of Fame but he's not allowed around the game of baseball? Yeah, well, listen, I think I mean he's, like he shouldn't manage again. No, of, of course not, of course not. But it's also I mean he did like did the rule. I mean you see the rule, like you know what you're doing, right? Like you're an adult, like you know you know what the repercussions for you making this decision are going to be, and you're going to have to live with those repercussions. I just think I mean it's fine if you don't want him involved with baseball. But he should be, I mean, as far as his play on the field, I, as a I, baseball player. Pete Rose, I mean, he has the most hits in the history of the game. He was, I mean, he's Charlie Hustle, right? Yeah. He, I mean, everyone knows who he is. Everyone respected his game. He gave you everything he had at every moment. Is he worthy of being a Hall of Famer based on his play? Yes. Should he be allowed around the game of baseball for what he did? No. No, he should not. And, and I and you know what annoys me too? This the only bet on his team. Uh, see, I don't think he's detrimental to being around the game. Like I don't oh, think I, being I think around the game now. Is, I wouldn't let him around the game. Well, I mean, maybe use him as an example. Like it's like oh, to, I would. Would I allow him to speak to young players? No, Absolutely. Yeah, like be, be involved. No one's saying like you can be in a manager. That time has passed. That ship right. has sailed. Okay, I'm not going to trust him to do that. But. Would I, would I let him speak to young players about you know the the, the ills of he's one of gambling? the great baseball Absol- players? He is to ever do it. He is. It's P. Rose, and he's again, a hitting I, genius. He is. It's, it's kind of pathetic, man. That's who he was, man. That's I, what I, he was. I know. Could you imagine that? You're in the middle of managing a game, and you're worried about bets on the outside. Well, I mean, it's it's an addiction. It's I know a problem. it is. I know it is. He's still involved, right? Willing still, to risk it all for that? Doesn't he still gamble? Uh, I think he's like owned it, right? Like this is just who he is. I don't is. know if he's still doing it, but I mean, even some of the stuff like around that, where he'd be like doing the autograph signings and everything else. That's the thing I don't like about this, though, is that and it, you try to explain this or like, you'll try to explain this to, to young players or like someone would try to explain it to me. And at the time, you don't really think you're not really even thinking about it. But how you deal with how you deal with the media is so important. Of course. Like well, what, how you portray yourself is so important. 
Because especially for these guys at the end, like, oh, we didn't like this guy. I'm not going to vote. That, and that's it. He wouldn't give me an interview. Right. And you're talking about uh, Maurer got in by what, five? Or, or, or Wagner four? missed by five. No, uh, Ma- Maurer. Maurer got in by four. I think Wagner missed by five. Right. So it's, I mean, it's it's that fickle. It's that close. Let's go to some of the calls. Let's go to uh, Rex in Brooklyn. Rex, you're on 98 7. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah, uh, I think my opinion aligns a little bit with uh, what Rick was saying earlier, with how um, there's still so much unknown about the players who are on steroids, who are on this and on that. And um, and how baseball is trying to be like, you know, gods about it now. It's like, well, you're not even really doing it uniform because you have guys like Ortiz who you know got caught doing something, and you treat them differently than other guys who were never caught, like Bonds specifically or... Or Clemens or whatever. So well, it's because they're, they're, they're you, know what, least, you, know, you know what I think it is, though, Rex? I think it's those the guys that we're talking about, Those so we'll say those those three, we'll say Bonds, Clemens, and A-Rod are kind of the face, faces yes, of it. Yes, that's correct. So they represent a time that baseball would rather not remember because they were... And Manny, too. They were implicit in it. Let's not, I mean, let's, let's not lie about it. No, they were. They were. Camaro, and they benefited Manny. From, I mean, there is, Major League Baseball benefited from it. Yes, they did. They knew exactly what was going and on. And they turned, a, uh, they turned the blind right. eye. So now they want to have... Well, let's punish the face of it, rather than you know fit, clean it up when they had the opportunity to do it. They they benefited. It. Now we'll punish these guys because you know we were we're against steroids. Right. Well, it's easy to say now, but well, at the right. time you you didn't seem to be very bothered by no, any of it. No, of course not, because it was good for business. Right. You know what? I'll tell you, I'm not even joking. What changed my opinion a little on this is because listen, I believe in you know pushing the envelope to a certain point. Like I don't think anyone should have an unfair advantage that's against the rules. Mm-hmm. But the whole the whole baseball messing with the baseballs and pretending like, oh, no, what do you mean? We, we know you mess with the baseballs. Do you look at – you juice the baseballs. Right. So now it's a problem. They wanted so you, home runs. Well, but you juicing yourself, no, but we can juice the baseballs and mess around with the numbers. Well, they, they police it. It's their game, right? So they can, in theory, do what, it, it, what they it's, want to do. It seems a little hypocritical. It's very it? hypocritical. Uh, I'm not arguing that. But when you're the police, you can get away with whatever you want, No, but right? their argument is, like, oh, it's the, it's the record books. It's baseball. How are you, you? Yeah, you're manipulating with, the record books yeah, right. by juicing the baseball. That's what I mean. All right, I agree with you. So when you do a problem, but when we do it, yeah, no. Right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. More of this conversation. We'll get to the Knicks. We've got stuff you missed. I have another Superbox Bonanza giveaway. You'll have to creatively think of that number yet again in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.